We feel that you should have your skin checked at least yearly. And if okay. you have a family history of skin cancer or melanoma, it's probably going to be more like every six months. One of the things that we ran across, I don't know how many years ago it was, but it was the concept of checking your birthday suit on your birthday. And you know, any tan is scarring of your skin. It is not a good thing. It is not what we want. Those cute little freckles, that's scarring. You shouldn't have those. You were not born with those. Welcome to another edition of Valley Health Check with Horizon Health. We always recommend you going to myhorizonhealth.org. We uh, encourage you to do that. Now, if you go back into our podcast, you can listen to all of them. We have so many different topics. And I know we talked to these ladies a while back, the importance of moisturizing and taking care of your skin and keeping it healthy. But now we're going to switch gears a little bit because, well, it's that time of year to be using the sunscreen. We're going to talk about the importance of that. And for the introduction, please welcome from Horizon Health. Aaron Frank. Aaron, how are you? Good. Thanks for having us, Kevin. We're always excited to be here. It's a pleasure. And I think this is a very, very important podcast because I think sunscreen is taken too lightly by folks. It's for you really need to use it. But that's what I'm here to do as well to learn more about it. So today I have with me Angie Hamilton and Joy Williams. They are both dermatology certified nurse practitioners with us at Horizon Health. They operate out of the Easy Care building in Paris. All right, to kind of start things off, ladies, what kinds of problems do people have with their skin that would cause them to come see? you? Lots of different things. So first we've got acne, rosacea, dry skin, new skin lesions that may be, you know, causing some bleeding or irritation or pain. Psoriasis, eczema, skin cancers of all type. Of course, always worried about that. You ever have a lesion that is growing faster than you, is not healing in two months, or is bleeding and irritated? We need to see those. I can only assume that a lot of those bumps, nicks, or you don't know what they are. I would encourage you to go see someone to make sure you know it's okay, don't you think? Yes. We feel that you should have your skin checked at least yearly. And if you have a family history of skin cancer or melanoma, it's probably going to be more like every six months. I know I had a skin check for the first time in my life a few months ago. Uh, Luckily, clean bill of health. And uh, it made me feel really good, but also made me think I need to do this every year. One of the things that we ran across, I don't know how many years ago it was, but it was the concept of checking your birthday suit on your birthday. And I just think that's a really fun way to wow, kind of remind yourself. Right. And you, yeah, right. Like if, if maybe your annual derm visit is sort of corresponding with your birthday and then you can take care of the birthday suit on your birthday and you never forget that way. Hey, you know, I, I need those little little tricks to remember things. And I, and I do like that. Well, as we talk about skin, we're heading into the warmer months, uh, that time of the year. We're all excited about warmer weather, but uh, that means there's going to be more sun and more time you're out in the sun. I can uh, assume that's where you guys come in to give us some hints and tricks that Uh, We need to know before we head out to the beach, in parentheses, I know we don't have a beach here, but when you get out in the sun. Yeah, so uh, the sun is actually a carcinogen, and what that means, it it can cause cancer. So we recommend that you wear sunscreen every day, and what sunscreen is, basically, there's two different types. Um, There's a chemical sunscreen, and then there's a physical sunscreen. So the chemical sunscreens have many different ingredients that absorb some of the sun rays. And then you have a mineral sunscreen where, basically, the sun bounces off of your skin. 
skin so okay. that you know you do not absorb that. So it's important to um, use the one that is right for you. I prefer the blocks and the things like zinc and the titanium because it blocks. And I'm a redhead and we burn easy. So if you're going to have red red hair, blue eyes, blonde hair, blue, green eyes, you're going to burn easier than someone who has brown hair and brown eyes. So, you know, we have a basically a skin type. And if you're a one, which is the very pale up to the very dark, you're going to burn easy. But anyone can burn and that's important for you to know. So we want to prevent the burns. So it's important to know where you are on that scale and um, what sunscreens to use. Every time I hear something new in one of these podcasts, I have to stop and double back to it. So the physical sunscreen and the chemical sunscreen, I did not know that. So my question is, do you always have to pick a path or are there products that have a little bit of both in them? So there are actually products that have from both, but you basically just want to wear the one that you like to wear. Not allergic to, because I am allergic to some of those. And we also want to make sure that we're not hurting the environment. So you want to stay away from the ones that aren't reef friendly, because if they're not reef friendly, they're probably not friendly to other things as well. And I know it doesn't affect the Midwest, the reefs, but in a sense it does. So we need to be careful what we're putting in the waters as well, or whatever you're at. And then we got to think about too, it's not just when you go to the beach or just when you go to the ball game, you need to be protected all the time. So we recommend that we use a, a moisturizer with a 30 in it every day. Okay. Yeah. So I know when we talked in our previous podcast, the importance of the moisturizer and taking care of your skin, but you've got to find what works for you. I would assume the same would be in place with sunscreen. Yeah, most definitely on your face. And then, you know, if you can't put it everywhere, at least put it where, you know, on on the sun exposed areas, especially ears. Don't forget tops of your ears, feet. Well, and the other thing is too, Joy and I are big proponents of hats. And I'm not talking about a ball cap as a ball cap just pushes your ears out and only covers half of your nose. And we take off a lot of cancers on the tips of the nose in the ears. So we really recommend a nice four or five inch brim hat, especially if you're going out and you're mowing, you're going out and, uh, you know, like we're farmers, so we do hay and um, straw all the time. Well, you know, you, you need a big hat on. You need to be covered up and you need to use sunscreens. And then the sun protective clothes, those UPF clothes, uh, you can find those almost everywhere that actually have vents and things at the armpits and across the back to keep you cool. Um, you know, the old farmers and the old timers wore long sleeves in the summer for a reason. Um, um, they're smarter than we are <laughs> because knowledge. they've got a lot of knowledge. <laughs> Brings up a great point. So would you suggest someone using anything rather than nothing? Absolutely. As long as it does not cause irritation to you. Okay. Now, I just wanted to kind of stress the point. You need to do something right. to protect your skin. Now, how do you know if you're getting enough or you're putting the right amount on or is, is there a process there? So they say about a shot glass will cover your entire body. Really? Yes. And so then, you need a shot glass. No, <laughs> hey, hey, we're not reference drinking. We're not, we're not you're recommending you drink. Okay. Why do you have a shot glass in your car? For my sunscreen. Yeah. <laughs> That'll give you an idea. This is like a pea size does your face. So put, put a pea size on your finger and then touch your other finger, dot it around where you need it, and okay. then rub it in so you're even, nice, and you know, and you have a smooth so that gives uh, coverage. gives a visual of what yes. you need for your body. Yes, and then when you're swimming and then when you're sweating, you also need to reapply as well. Does it, I guess, you know, if you are out at the lake, out at the pool, the more you're in the water, a lot of that comes off. Yes. 
And we need to talk about that because we used to have waterproof sunscreens or what they said were yes. waterproof, but they were not. They're water resistant. So when you see it on the bottle now, it is supposed to tell you how many minutes before you have to reapply. A lot of them will say about two hours. So I always tell everybody between an hour and a half and two hours, you need to reapply, especially the areas like your nose, your ears, your shoulders that actually see a lot of the sun. We take a lot of skin cancers off of lips. You need to be coating those with at least a 30 or 45 SPF lip balm of some sort. The nice little sticks are good for just recovery and reapplying. We also need to talk a little bit about sprays. What do we think about sprays? That's a great question. I have seen the sprays and I've never used the spray. I think they're super convenient. Well, is the, it, by using the avenue of convenience, is that hurting you? So, you know, that goes back to the question, can I just use anything? So True. if it works for you, that's fine. As far as the spray goes, there is some... Um, I don't want to say concern, maybe issues about are you getting enough on your skin? Okay. As far as like how much you're applying. So with the spray, definitely rub it in. And then also that brings up a point where, you know, there were several sprays that were recalled. I do remember that. I have all the spray questions because with little kids, that's their preference. It's easy. It's quicker. So you hit one of them for me, which is do I rub it in or not rub it in? So you're saying yes. Yes, you rub it in. Okay. So that's my first question. My second question is... I seem to notice, and not my particular kids, but just talking to girlfriends, there seems to be a higher rate of allergy to the sprays. Is that a real thing? It is in our family. And we we have a a pool and we're farmers, like I said, so we're outside all the time. So we have a lot of sunscreens. I can get my boys to use those sprays, but you have to rub it in. I have a good friend of mine and he'll know who he is when he hears this podcast, but his uh, wife took really good care of all the kids and rubbed them all down and did all the sunscreen. But when she did his back, she just did a Z on his back and let him go. So of course he was burnt to smithereens in between that Z. So he had a good Zorro on his back. Exactly. And he he sent me pictures to prove he was, Angie, you were right. And he hated saying that. But so it's very important to, you know, rub that in. The other thing about that is, is make sure you didn't freeze that can over the winter. One time we froze a can over the winter and then it left it in the car. We got it out. We used it. The sprays are greasy and shiny. So it acted like a a putting mineral oil on your skin and going out. And me and my daughter got burnt because we were sitting on the bleachers at a um, track me. So don't wow. do things like that. Make sure your sunscreens are up to date and new. Don't leave them out to freeze. And you know, the other thing about those sprays, you can't measure that in a cup. No. So you don't know how much you're actually putting on. I recommend personally that you use that as a touch up. So use a good like coat. Yeah. Use a good coat before you go out. 30 minutes before you're out, coat yourself really well everywhere. And then use that spray as a touch up on your, but you still have to rub it in. The other thing I use that spray for is my scalp line. If I can't get to a hat, I've because it happen. burns and it hurts. Yeah. I've had that happen. And I hate that. I try to wear a hat almost everywhere, but there's times, you know, we can't wear a hat. So we use that. And the other thing I use it for are my um, ornery boys who don't want to put sunscreen on themselves. So I just go and take my spray. And, you know, when they're out there in the pool, I spray them anyway. And then I rub it in. Um, Yeah, they don't like me sometimes, but it works. So we've had the sprays versus lotion comparison. And and we mentioned SPF just kind of in passing, but can we dig into that a little more? That's another thing I have confusion about. What exactly does SPF mean? And then there are all these ratings. And I used to hear, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I used to hear anything above 30 isn't real. Like it's a marketing ploy that anything above 30, you know, meh. They're just trying to just trying to say they're better than the next guy. Is is that true too? What do I need to know about the SPF ratings? The SPF is the sun protectant factor. So what that 
that means is, say for instance, um, you have a sunscreen that's SPF 30. SPF 30 means that it's going to take you 30 times longer to burn than if you we're not going to put any sunscreen on at all. And then also, so basically SPF 30 is the recommended strength. Um, you've got certain conditions that may need higher strength. And what higher means, basically, it's, it's going to take you obviously longer to burn. So my son brought that to me, that exact question. And, and he was in college, so he knew everything. And <laughs> he did, you know, college, they know everything. So, yes, yeah, he says, happens, yeah. my professor said anything over 50 is just, not, it doesn't matter. So you might as well just buy the 30. I said, well, let me tell you about this, son. So we were in Florida and I put a 15, a 30. And I am white, guys, if you've not seen me, my skin is is very pale. So I put a 15, a 30, a 50, 70, and a 100. All on your arm. All on my arm. And let's just see, okay? So we did. And guess what? That 15 burnt. I got burnt on that area. And that 100 didn't burn. Now, is do I believe that there is a 100 completely? No. If you're out there long enough, it's you're going to burn. You're going to get burned. You're going to get burned. You need to reapply and all of the things. So but I'm not going to tell you. that worked the best. So what I think, to me, is you should use, if you're going to be out in the sunshine, boating, at a game, bailing hay or straw, whatever it is, you need to wear at least a 50 or 70. If you are like me, you need to go to a 70. If you are more than someone that doesn't, like an olive skin person who doesn't burn as much, maybe you'll get by with that 30 or 50. So it kind of depends. And you know, any tan is scarring of your skin. It is not a good thing. It is not what we want. Those cute little freckles, that's scarring. You shouldn't have those. You were not born with those. So you want to keep your skin like you were when you, you were an infant. Really, all of us oh, strive for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Does vitamin D help at all? Vitamin D is big. I'm one of those that are low. Most of us in the United, in the in, well, in the Midwest are low on vitamin D, and we don't even know it. Causes I read lots that, and I problems. started getting more in my diet. That's interesting to me. I've, I've heard the importance of vitamin. So vitamin D is important not only for you know your skin or your just oh, vitamin D is important for overall health. So. It can affect, you know, your heart health, your mental health, your bones. And so a lot of us in the Midwest are deficient. Some of the older population is deficient as well because they do not absorb the vitamin D as they did when they were younger. Well, and some diseases, you know, like celiac disease, some of the Crohn's, the the diseases of the um, belly um, or colon actually will not let us absorb it as well. So those are other things. And, you know, just different skin types as well. True. So there's a lot of factors that go into that. But vitamin D is very important. So we need that. Well, and I know we're probably bridging the gap into, you know, more of like a primary care type discussion. They're the ones that are going to be, do you guys order the vitamin D testing too? We do. Okay, good. I just think that that's something that those people who are poor at their sunscreen, that's something they kick around, right? They're like, well, I don't want to inhibit my vitamin D absorption. You know, I don't want to put that sunscreen on. So I think that that's good that we have an understanding that we're still going to get what we need with that sunscreen on, right? That's not the purpose of sunscreen to be blocking vitamin D. No, it's not. It's to protect your skin. But I will tell you if 15 will block your vitamin D. So if I have someone who's deficient and this is only people who are deficient, I tell them to go out three times a week for 15 minutes and maybe cover your face, but have your arms and legs if it's nice weather and get 15 minutes of vitamin D, but at 10 o'clock or two or four o'clock, not from those peak hours right, from like 10 to two. So you get burnt and only 15 minutes, three times a day. And that is really, you'll only absorb what you can at that point. Otherwise you need to take supplements or make sure your foods have them. You know, the foods that have them are things like salmon, good fatty type fishes. Let's see what else has vitamin D fortified milk and cereals. I think that, you know, for 
for me, I had a really hard time with uh, vitamin D. Mine got down to six, and you want it to be above 20 on your levels. The thing is, we need to recognize that we need to look. And how I noticed that I was low on vitamin D is my hair started falling out. My skin was very dry and brittle. People don't think about that as being no. a vitamin D thing. The other thing was extreme fatigue. I was so tired I couldn't function. So make sure you're checking that. And the older we get, we need to check that more often. So I do check that often in, in other things like vitamin B12 and those sort of things too. So make sure that you're looking at that. A little bit earlier, brought up tanning. Is there a safe way to tan, lay out? Um, I'm going to have to say yes. Tanning, like Angie said, it's a scarring process. So, you know, the more you tan, the more damage is happening to your skin, which is going to lead to, you know, potentially the skin cancers. and The wrinkles and the leathery yep. look. So when a lot of people are thinking they're going to get that beautiful tan glow, they do this enough as they get older, uh, not so much. Exactly. So they're going to have more of those stuck on, stucco, yucky marks called seborrheic keratosis all over their face. They're going to have uh, more lenticos, which are those dark liver spots that grandma um, always told you. And, yes. and those wonderful wrinkles all over your face. Yeah, the deep wrinkles, the sagging. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a tough pill to swallow. I mean, the no tanning, that's hard. No tanning beds, fine. Wear your sunscreen, fine. But no tanning at all, that's a tough one. And I'm redhead too. This this booth right now for, for the listeners out there is half redhead. That's that's a big yeah. deal, right? Yeah, that is We're true. representing in here. That's right. So, you know, I always say that people don't expect me to be tan. You know, they expect me to be fair. But even so, you want a little color in the summer. That's a tough one to mill over. We always say be comfortable in the skin you're in because God gave you that skin or whoever you believe gave you that skin. And you need to be comfortable in the skin that you are in. You know, don't try to be somebody else or another color or size. You are who you are. So be comfortable in that skin. I would say healthy skin. Yes, healthy. Is the good skin. Okay, I have one more thought that we touched in passing that I want to go back to is the is all sun created equal? So you talked a little bit about it, Angie, with the time of day. The other thing that we hear anecdotally, and I'm assuming it's true, it makes decent sense, but the ge- geography of where you're at. So I we went on a family vacation and my dad was being not great with his sunscreen and, well, I never wear sunscreen. And I said, dad, we're way closer to the equator than at home. Is that a real concern? Um, what are those times of the day? And, and how do we need to be cognizant of that as well? That is definitely a concern. You know, I can be outside here in the Midwest West, the same amount of time as I am down uh, when I go visit my mother in Florida and down there I'm going to burn um, like crazy and the closer you get to the equator the more that's going to make an effect. So yes you definitely need to do that. The other thing is we got to think about the different rays so make sure you're using a broad spectrum UVA UVB protection that's very important as well in those areas and make sure that you use a higher amount the closer to the equator. The other thing the UV factor you know um, zero to one is basically nothing and then you get to ten in that area then you you know when we get to maybe July here, you're going to be more in that 8, 9, 10 UV uh, index. You need to use more sunscreen in that uh, period of time too. So make sure you're thinking about that. Or more protection. And, you know, seek shade and wear your hat, wear your uh, clothes, sunglasses. We have talked about that. Definitely need to wear eye protection. And that needs to be UVA, UVB protected is too, not just one or the other. And then the other thing is, you know, don't think that you're going to tan in a tanning bed prior to going to Florida or on your big Caribbean vacation and be protected because the rays are different. UVA is what you see in those Uh, most of the tanning beds and UVB is what burns you the most. So you're not protected. It's a false sense of hope. Then you don't use your sunscreen and you get burnt. And, you know, there's nothing worse than walking around on your vacation where you can't move. Yes. And one blistering burn increases your chances of skin cancer by 50%. Five burns in your lifetime increases your skin cancer by 50%. I'm not talking blistering burns. I mean, just five burns. So I don't know about you, but I'm in trouble. You can also get burnt 
when the sun is not out. What happens when we did forget our sunscreen or maybe we just didn't sunscreen enough and we do end up with that burn? Can we have some like basic burn management tips? And is there ever an instance where somebody needs to seek a provider for a sunburn? Yes. Yeah, so lots of different things that you can do at home. Take a cool, a cool bath or cool shower. Put some moisturizer on, some hypoallergenic free and clear, no scented fragrance lotions. You can also take, you know, over-the-counter ibuprofen if needed to help with some of that inflammation. What about aloe? Drink your water. Aloe's good, a lot of water, because you're dehydrated at this point, because it's like a burn. Okay, so... so the more water, ha- the better, yeah. I would assume, after a sunburn. We manage it the same way as we manage a burn. So if you have a... Um, and we're going to go back to the old way of talking about burns, but if you have like a first-degree burn, that means you're just red, right? right. And kind of um, not bad. But when you get to that blistery, the second and then the third degree is... When really deep. We don't want ever to get to that. But the blisters in, in start getting you into that almost second degree. You need to probably come see body or see, seek help. The biggest one that I've ever had, I got a call from Florida one time, one of my patients, their feet, they, they, they forgot their feet and their feet burnt so bad. That's a very tender area. You got to oh. make sure. And the sand and the water washes that off. So you got to think about those more often. So I like to use a, a product called Biofin, but that's prescription. So that's something we can do for you. But with my children, if it's just a, a red, real red and real painful, we use like wash rag with cool water and vinegar. I know vinegar takes the burnout. Really? Very cheap, very easy. Aloe is a very good one. And, and they've see, got I some remember of those my other, mom with the lidocaines, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, that they have out. You can use and the sprays that kind of shock you a little bit. So And they're so cold. That's <laughs> a little cold. bit. Woo-hoo. But um, they're also good though. But you've got to make sure that they've got a lot of fluids. You can also use Tylenol as well for children if, the, you know, it's bad. So. And you can also apply Cortisone 10. That's over the counter as well. Yeah, just make sure it doesn't have the extra stuff in it. You want just see maybe the aloe because they do have a quarter zone tin with aloe in it. It's a 1%. Yes. You can use that. Tanning beds are not good for the simple fact that they um, are UVA rays. And so what UVA rays are is they penetrate deeper into the skin causing, you know, the wrinkles, the skin cancers, the sagging. It can, it can also cause burning. But I mean, you're typically in there and all the UVA rays are just, I mean, it's everywhere. So potentially you do that for long enough, you know, you're going to get skin cancers or precancers anywhere. I end up asking the question then if, um, if I don't really want to be tanning outside and I definitely don't want to be tanning in a tanning bed, are self-tanners okay? As far as we know, they are at this point. I'm sure there's there's definitely studies out there they are still trying to figure out, but there's many out there. You just have to find the one you like. Great products now. You know, used to, when I was young, if you used, tried to use one of those, you turned to orange and we don't like orange. Oh. Orange is not a good color for a redhead, but yeah. there is a lot better products or more improved, I should say, products. So yeah, find the one that you like. Some people like the towels. Some people like the lotions and creams. There are sprays out there. I did go get a spray tan once because I wanted to know how it felt and I felt like I was in a car wash. Don't forget to put your hair up. That was a problem I had. I wasn't a fan of that. Um, and you do have to think about the aerosol part of it too on anything you do, which is the same thing with you know spray sunscreens. we got to think about the aerosol part of it and what we're breathing in because our air is not as good as what it should be anyway. I'm not saying you can't. It's yeah. not encouraged. It's not recommended. Right. If you're, I mean, you're, if you're going to tan, you're going to tan. Well, what happens when you burn? You peel and you peel off that tan that you wanted in anyway. So just stop burning yourself. We still want you outside. We still want you hiking and biking and doing those things you love. Outside is beautiful, but protect yourself. So I think in summary, what we're saying is protect your skin, be happy in the skin you're in, and make sure that you keep moisturized and um, take care of your raincoat, as I say. Well, ladies, thank you so much for coming in. That's another edition of Valley Health Check. Of course, this is Dermatology Certified Nurse Practitioners, Angie Hamilton and Joy Williams.
items. Ladies, thank you so much for coming in. I learned a lot about the skin and how we should be taking a little bit better care. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Of course, myhorizonhealth.org if you want more information on the great folks at Horizon Health. And always check back for some great podcasts with Valley Health Check. 